The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of MyStressAlarm.com. So this is the final episode, uh, part three, of how to go from being reactive to proactive. I didn't know I was going to make it three parts, but that's how it kind of turned out. Uh, The first two episodes were 45 and 46. Uh, So if you haven't listened to those two yet, uh, it might make more more sense to you if you listen to those first and then this one. Um, and, and by the way, if you didn't catch the interview uh, last week with Sharon Coyle Saeed, uh, you may want to check that out. It really turned out well. Uh, but anyway, um, just to recap on the first two parts, I defined what having a sustainable lifestyle means in terms of the perfect stress system which is basically getting the targeted amount of rest in each day and being satisfied with the rate of progress you're making on your goals, what is called coasting or coasting along in the sustainability matrix. And I believe you have to get to that position in order to have a fighting chance of successfully incorporating more proactive health habits into your routine. And I also discussed how to really know when you're satisfied with the rate of progress you're making on your goals, because if that's not clearly defined, there's no clear on-ramp, if you will, to starting a new habit that you want to start. So this week, I'm going to focus on actually forming new habits. And as I walk through the process, I'm going to continue with my own you know, recent experience of falling off the wagon in terms of not exercising and then launching this podcast, uh, which definitely threw a wrench into my normal routine. So let's say you're coasting along um, as defined in the sustainability matrix and you've done everything that you can uh, or, or can think of to make your lifestyle more sustainable, including all your setup goal-related tasks that I talked about last episode. So how do you go about starting a habit? and in a way that you'll stick to. Well, there's a right way and a wrong way uh, to go about forming habits in general, and that's where the tiny habits method comes into play. So there's a book that I highly recommend. Uh, I think I've recommended it before on this podcast. Uh, And this is coming from someone who doesn't read a lot of books, which I'm not proud of, but um, this book is called Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything by B.J. Fogg. And I have no affiliation. I don't make any money from it. Um, And it's more than just a book. It's a manual, which is one of the reasons why I like it so much. Because there's many templates in there for habits that people typically find challenging. So a lot of the work's already done for you. Um, And then there are additional online support tools mentioned in the book as well. Anyway, as the title suggests, you start off with just a tiny change, a miniature version of the habit, I like to say, 
And the idea is that that will beget more and more of that activity over time and be sustainable change. Um, a good analogy I thought of is when you have to memorize something, you know, if you have 10 lines to memorize, you start with one line, right? You don't try to memorize all 10 lines at once. You start with one line and build up until you know all 10 lines. So the uh, fact that I keep these monologues to 15 minutes or less generally, um, I'm sort of using the tiny method on you, right? I mean, would you listen to me for an hour straight? I don't know if, if I'm that good that you would want to listen to me for that long. <laughs> um, also, the fact that you don't have to give me your undivided attention helps develop the habit to listen because you can listen while walking the dog or driving to work or working out or cleaning the house or whatever. And that's one thing I forgot to mention about the tiny habits method is that the habit needs to be anchored or triggered by some event. So you don't forget to do it. Um, and it could be anything. I'll drop and do 10 push-ups or, or hold a plank position for two minutes after each work meeting. Uh, I'll do five minutes on the bike every time I fart, whatever. And also you should celebrate in a small way each time you do the new activity. So in my case, my doctor recommended 30 minutes of moderate cardio three times a week to lower blood pressure. No need to get an intense workout, just enough to work work up a, uh, a slight sweat is all. But instead of trying to carve out 30 minutes for exercise, which is really going to turn into 45 minutes with travel to, from, the gym, and or warming up, cooling down, whatever. But instead of trying to do that, I just start with five minutes a day on my underdesk bike. I could do more if I want, but no pressure, no expectation to go beyond the five minutes. And by the way, I know everyone's in the Peloton, but I really like my underdesk bike. Uh, the one I got is called the Exerputic 900E. You can look it up on Amazon. Uh, it doesn't take up much space. Costs around $180, I think, a fraction of what a treadmill or a regular stationary bike costs, let alone a Peloton. Um, it's built solid, I can assure you that, and you can really get a decent workout. Full disclosure, I also have no affiliation to this company either. And I can't do the treadmill, by the way, because I get shin splints. But anyway, I digress. Now, you may say five minutes isn't enough to get the benefits, Adam. So you might as well not do it at all. And in the past, I would have agreed with you. In other words, we don't do things half-assed, right? You know, the rationale being why go through all the trouble, the sacrifice, if you're not going to get the benefits. And so in the past, if I couldn't get in the 30 minutes three times a week for whatever reason, then I wouldn't do it at all. But you see, that rationale, that that is rationalizing. And that's kind of the problem. Because if you based all your decisions on just rationalizing what the answer should be, you're going to be wrong a lot of the time. Not because you're stupid. It's just the way things are, you know, uh, we can't solve the mysteries of the universe. We can't solve all our problems simply by thinking through them. It helps for sure, but we also need to observe. We need to discover things. We need to experience things. A little experience goes a long way. And by doing a smaller, tinier, miniature version 
of the habit that you're ultimately trying to incorporate into your routine, you're actually gaining experience with that activity. And you'll discover little things that bother you. The setup isn't exactly right. You didn't realize that it would be harder to do it before you did something else or, you know, those kinds of things. And so you'll work on ways to make it easier, less painful, less discomfort, less inconvenient. And not only that, but a funny thing happens when when I don't pressure myself to do any more than the minimum. Many times I'll just say, you know what, heck with it, I'm on the bike already, let me knock out 10 minutes or 15 minutes or more. And before you know it, somehow you're going to get to that proverbial 30-minute mark. And as luck would have it, in my case, my doctor said the exercise doesn't have to be all at once. So for me, that's perfect. Sprinkling my workout throughout the day works wonders for me. Now, you should talk to your doctor. Don't worry about what my doctor says. You talk to your doctor. But now, the first week that I did this, um, that I started to try to exercise again, I still skipped three out of the five days during the week. Um, My plan was to exercise at least four days, even though technically I only had to do three. Um, And this doesn't count hiking or tennis. This is just getting on the bike and really kind of sweating it out a little bit. Um, But I was happy to get in just the 20 minutes the first day. I mean, 20 minutes, not the five. I actually did 20 minutes the first day and I did the whole 30 minutes the second day. Okay. So again, no expectations here. Any amount of time you spend on this new habit is to be celebrated because it's infinitely more than you did before, right? And it's just a start because you see, now that you have some momentum to build on, you know, you've proven to yourself that you can put in at least some amount of time for this new habit. That's awesome. You know, now one thing that I find really helpful is to keep a simple log of when you did your new habit. It could just be a tick mark or whatever, you know, but if you skip a day, write down the reason or reasons why you think you didn't do whatever. So as time goes by, you might be able to detect a pattern and be able to address it. And and I want to make one more point, which is that once you're, once you're coasting along again, from the sustainability matrix, every decision you make thereafter with respect to how you spend your time is the right decision for you at that time. And it's the right decision because that was the decision you made. I truly believe that because you only do things to make yourself feel good or things that make you feel good. Again, what BJ Fogg says that you develop habits, good and bad habits because of how they make you feel. So another way of looking at this is actions speak louder than words. You say you want to exercise, for example, but then you went ahead and did whatever you felt you had to do. But as week after week passes by, you haven't exercised. And what I'm saying is that it was still the right decision for you at that moment. But here's the deal. You want to figure out why it was the right decision at that time, the circumstances, and what you could do now, if anything, so that exercising, again, in this example, will be the right decision for you next time. So again, I find it extremely helpful to mark down each day whether I exercised or not, 
And if I didn't, try to think about what happened, what transpired, uh, again, the circumstances uh, that made me skip exercising and documenting that in writing in order to be accountable to myself. And I even will document when I do exercise, you know, when did I exercise? What was my thinking? Why did I do it when I did it? You know, you don't have to go crazy. I mean, it could just be a few, you know, a few words to yourself. And also don't um, get caught up in being defensive or, or trying to rationalize why you didn't exercise. Just think about what transpired that may have derailed you. Keep it simple. Um, If you exercised yesterday and you plan to exercise again today, but didn't think about what may have been different about today versus yesterday. Uh, Did you not sleep well and therefore were tired and didn't feel like pushing yourself to exercise? That's understandable. Um, And so you may want to work on bedtime routines and things that you can do to help improve your sleep. And then, you know, when you have that more under control, that's one less thing you have to worry about. Or did a hard deadline creep up on you? Did you have too many loose ends, too many things in flight, too much work in progress that perhaps depended on other people even uh, getting back to you who are hard to reach? I'm just making this up. And while you have their attention, you just wanted to bang through whatever it is and the whole chunking principle. But bottom line, you couldn't see yourself stepping away from the computer. The timing wasn't good for you. And again, that's okay. And while I'm making this up, it could be, as it turns out, Nobody did get back to you over the next half hour or so. So if you had taken the chance and stepped away to exercise, you would have gotten away with it. Who knows? So maybe, you know, you decide based on experience that it wasn't as much of a risk as you as you thought it would be to step away for 30 minutes or whatever to exercise. Or maybe, you know, to make it less of an issue, you draw a line and say that, you know, you have to exercise early in the morning because by the time the workday really gets going... You start to lose control of your time. So from a time management standpoint, maybe you just want to stick to the morning and just say, look, I got to get this done in the morning because too many things happen during the day. Also, if you did exercise but weren't planning on it, write down what changed that allowed you to exercise. Remember, I mentioned meeting yourself halfway. Well, Here's another way to do that, and that's finding ways to minimize the frequency of those culprits that always seem to derail you. Well, that's my two cents on how to go from being reactive to proactive. I hope you found value in this episode and the other two. It's a very important topic, and it can be frustrating, you know, going from reactive to proactive. But I think a lot of people don't know about the reactive because I kind of invented that. Um, but, you know, just just the strategy of trying to uh, just get, getting a baseline first and not trying to actually change your, your habits. Um, but anyway, feel free to leave a comment on the Perfect Stress Facebook page. Or again, you can always... Uh, feel free to email me directly anytime at adam at perfectstresscoaching.com. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, please try mystressalarm.com today. It's free for a limited time. 
There's no wearables or sensors needed, and it takes just one minute a day if you're slow. That's MyStressAlarm.com. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, stress less to be your best.